Hi everyone and welcome to SJOG's third podcast about autism. We received a lot of questions and comments from a live chat in April for World Autism Day so we filtered these questions to see what topics are frequently receiving them. We are here with Dr Lisa Alcorn today to talk about autism and systemising and hopefully answer some of those burning questions. So Lisa, what is systemising? Uh, good afternoon, uh, first of all. Um, huge topic uh, and I'm going to try and summarise it in a way that um, offers people just some clear information and some examples of what systemising is. Um, more often than others, uh, people with autism engage with systemising, um, which is the person attempting to understand and build rule-based systems. We call it systemising, um, and it's really defined as a drive to analyse or construct systems. That sounds complicated, so what does that mean? So if you think about you, uh, we often observe people watching um, and we see them develop uh, repeated patterns, for example. Um, we can break that down into categories. So uh, to provide some examples of that, there's about six or seven uh, categories within systemizing. So you may observe somebody um, presenting with a collectible system. Um, so in other words, uh, I remember supporting somebody who used to love collecting catalogues and magazines and would want to walk around with every one of those catalogues and magazines. Now, obviously, as you collect those, they get larger, they get heavier. Um, so that's an example of, of collectibles. Or it could be things such as collecting certain coloured stones or uh, wood and the pattern of wood, uh, for example. Um, it could be a mechanical system. Uh, so, for example, um, I remember a young man years ago who loved radios and uh, had complete enjoyment um, dismantling a radio and then rebuilding the radio because he loved the mechanical systems and the working of that radio. You could have um, an individual with numerical systems. Um, so they're fascinated with train timetables or calendars. Um, dates of things uh, that might be uh, a numerical system it could be somebody who has an abstract system um, normally see this more in people with Asperger syndrome and they have uh, a real fascination with the syntax of language so um, they would have um, uh, they would probably come and speak to you and say well the way you've grammatically worded that and the phrases and the words that you've used are not grammatically uh, making sense um, and they will want to have a conversation about that. Um, you could have an individual who um, systemizes with natural things such as weather patterns, tidal patterns um, and know exactly when those uh, would be. Really fascinated uh, by watching uh, weather reports and things of that nature. Or it could be social systems, so it could be an individual who's really fascinated with hierarchy um, and really will not engage with uh, more junior people uh, and will tend to want to have conversations with more uh, senior managers. Or it might be uh, motoric systems, such as the bouncing on a trampoline. Or you may actually have somebody who has one or more systemized um, uh, behaviors. So it could be that they have a numerical system uh, as well as the motoric system of say bouncing on a trampoline, for example. I need to bounce on a trampoline 27 times um, for, for that to make sense to that individual. 
there's a lot packed in there, but that hopefully will give you some ideas of what systemising is and the types of systemising. Great. Um, how, how can systemising affect a person with autism then? Well, hundreds of ways um, and everybody's different. So if you, um, if you look at the work of Baron Cohen, um, and I would definitely recommend people uh, read his research around systemising. Um, the way he terms it is that systemising, that the systemising mechanism is set too high for a person with autism. So they're in hyper alert, for example. So as a result of this, they uh, can only cope with highly structured systems and can't cope when the system has high variance or change. So if you think of the social world and the minds of others, we're all very different, we think differently, um, we prefer our environments differently, so there's a high level of variability there um, and you may see people uh, really resistant um, to that for example. There's a, a, a real strong inclination towards systemising um, and this is called hypersensitive systemising. Um, the assumption here is that it's, a, it's connected with uh, emotions uh, that motivate a person's behaviour. Um, so there's lots of evidence that actually uh, identifies that um, and it's very, it's, it's, it tends to be stronger in a person uh, with autism. So this can cause uh, an increase in systemising um, and it can actually be both negative as well as positive. So there's evidence that people with autism may want to control um, their environments much more strongly than others. So they will demonstrate what we call persistence or perseverance um, over um, uh, things that uh, they're systemising with. So as a result of this, they may find it really difficult to move away from um, this systemising behaviour. Um, it, it may be attributed to the, to the person trying to gain control over the situation, for example, or as I say, it may be a positive um, systemising behaviour where they're actually seeking and uh, receiving lots of um, stimulation and sensory response from it. So I think it, it's, it's very different in each person. Um, Systemising can increase uh, the feeling of control and, and hence reduce a negative emotion as well. Um, so it helps. Um, so we would always say, if it helps, um, allow the person to do it, encourage the person to do it. Positive emotions can also help um, uh, motivate um, uh, systemising in people with autism. Um, in other words, if it's a positive um, um, uh, behavioural response, um, the fascination or the attraction to something could stimulate the person. So you could maybe use that as an intervention um, to move a person away from a negative um, systemising response, for example. Um, what we would always advise is to really understand what the positive and negative indicators of systemising are and make sure that everybody around them understand this. And really this forms uh, the start of an autism capable uh, environment for the person really. Great. Are there any strategies to support people who do systemise? There's, there's hundreds of strategies but again it really goes back to the fact that you need to understand the person. Um, so 
uh, you know, person-centered understanding is really key and you need to depend on that. Um, so we would always recommend, um, again, understanding what works for the person, what doesn't work for the person. If person systemizes, then it's important to build this into their day um, as it really helps that emotional regulation. Um, so if you can do that and it can avoid potential distress or stress for the, for the individual, then absolutely do that. Um, as I said, there's, there's hundreds of ways you can um, support a person with systemizing. Um, but just a, two or three things that really come to mind for me is when you've got a person who has hypersensitive systemizing, it's really important to understand um, uh, everything is kept the same within that environment. So an example of that would be if uh, I moved an ornament, for example, that might cause real distress to um, the person with autism. They may be in that environment but can't understand why that environment looks different to them. So they may start to systemize, you may start to see some stress levels, you may see some stimming behavior, um, some, some um, indicators of well-being that uh, the person is starting to become uh, unsettled. So really look at your environment and think what's changed. Um, can you um, put that ornament back, for example? So think about those sorts of things. I mentioned um, stimming behaviour. You may start to, um, you, may, you may see people using stimming behaviour, but actually encourage it because it actually helps the person to make sense of things. It helps them to relax in many ways. So stimming behaviour is, is really the rhythmic movements such as rocking, or it could be, for example, dangling a piece of string in front of their face. Um, and it may just help them to make sense of what's going on around them and it helps to regulate their emotions um, particularly if um, if they've been um, anxious about something so re but remember it's a balance here so if a person is starting to stim or is very um, uh, you know they, they're demonstrating perseverance over a particular thing um, are they bored um, so consider that um, and look at other forms of stimulation. So if you need to try and move somebody on because they might be stuck and unable to move on, um, look for something else that's really going to stimulate them um, and distract them um, from the, the systemizing uh, behavior. Um, lastly, um, I explained about uh, uh, perseverance over uh, particular objects. Um, or something from from the from the systemizing behaviors it might be a case of that if you can uh, explain to the individual that we need to move on particularly if it's affecting other people around them um, and try and do that in a way that um, is is clear uh, concise um, and look at other ways of how you can uh, motivate the person to move on what we don't want to happen is that systemizing uh, occurs when other people in that environment are adversely affected so that's something to think about for the future but always start with that person-centered um, understanding of the individual um, there's lots of things out there um, that can actually uh, assist in understanding that something that we use at SJOG is the um, uh, autism person-centered um, needs assessment where we can really break that down and understand each element 
uh, of a person's need and um, develop the strategies around it. So hopefully that gives you a bit of an understanding of systemising. Um, we do have information in SJOG um, that is more concise to what I've said. So if you are interested, then please let us know um, and we'll be able to send that out to you. Great. So you have been listening to Dr. Lisa Alcorn about autism and systemising. And thank you very much for your podcast. Thank you very much.